Coming up, round 12 of the NBL, it finished with a bang, but who made the loudest noise? Damon Lowry's on deck to let us know. Plus, a big name is coming back to Australian basketball and a big Sunday of games and rich storylines aplenty. That's all coming up in your Tuesday edition of NBL Now. Good morning, we are back for another week. Joel Peterson alongside the man who eats his ice cream at room temperature, Damon Lowry. Hello, Damon. Buenos dias, JP. How are we feeling, man? Uh, still not getting used to that Spanish that you rolled out on me on uh, on Saturday. I've uh, I've got a few lessons to go through, but I'll, I'll get there eventually between uh, between you and Gary Brown. Feeling energized after a, a really interesting weekend of basketball, though, Damon. It was it was up, it was down. There were blowouts. There was close games. A terrific Sunday rounded out the weekend, which was great to see. Uh, last weekend at this time, I oh, last week at this time, I asked you who was your winner of the weekend. It was the Illawarra Hawks. If I asked you the same question, I feel like I'm going to get the same answer. Were the Hawks the team that that gained the most out of the weekend for you? Back-to-back winners, the Illawarra Hawks. Yep, they've repeated. Yeah, and that's why you feel energized, Joe. It's because of that Hawk vibe that is now permeating throughout the, the the NBL 24 landscape. They did it again. Some more big Hawk energy coming our way. The way that they're playing at the moment, 3-1 and one under, under Justin Tatum, are they... Are they pushing up toward, and with games in hand, are they pushing up towards uh, play-in contention again? Absolutely. They are pushing in the right direction. And, Joe, we cannot understate, underestimate the power of the fist. When you can get guys united, band of brothers style, there's lots of teams out there. I'm sure the Melbourne United, they're close as, they're, as, you, know, as, close as you can be. They're playing for something different. The Illawarra Hawks are playing for something different. They're playing for each other. They're playing for pride, respectability. It's a glorious thing to watch. It doesn't matter who they who you put in front of them. They feel like that little bitty dog. Just look over the shadow. It's a humongous shadow. And the dog goes, maybe I'm a lion. Maybe. That's how they're getting about right now. It's great to see. Uh, could Justin Tatum be their man long term, do you think? Okay, let's calm down. First and, first and foremost, I am a Justin Tatum fan, what he has done. But the Hawks, management almost can't be trusted because they get too excited. They just give away contracts willy-nilly. Just calm down. Justin Tatum is trending towards a long-term deal. But he's only coached four NBL games. He's 3-1. and one. He's got a very tough weekend coming up. He's got the Sydney Kings and the Tasmania Jack Jumpers back to back. Let's just let the season play out. I think if they make the playoffs, you got a two-year deal. If you don't make the playoffs, I'm going to throw that net wide. I'm going to interview everybody in the world, keeping in mind that Justin will still be a front runner. But we can't be making a move this early based off of emotion and euphoria. Far too rational, Damon. Far too <laughs> rational. I'm a, I'm a little bit disappointed. Uh, on the other side of the thing, it seemed that's, uh, well, all of a sudden, so uh, eight days ago, we were talking about Southeast Melbourne and, and, and how good that performance against the Sydney Kings was and they're back. And now we look at them and we go, gee, they've got a really tough run home. It could get difficult from here. Where are Southeast Melbourne situated for you at the moment? Well, we don't need to talk about Southeast Melbourne anymore. Their season is effectively over until Mitchell Creek comes back. Now. Mitchell Creek has always been their rudder, their engine. As he goes, they go. 
He was averaging 19 points a game, almost seven boards a game. You take that out of the lineup. They're not the Melbourne United. They can just put somebody else in that can score. They don't have any other scores. With all due respect to Mike Kelly and all those guys in that roster that try hard, they're just offensively challenged. It's just simple as that. If every one of those guys hit their average, they score 62 points. That's it. Now, if Sauce Williams and Gary Brown, their two imports, if they could go for 30 each, I'd reassess. But nothing has shown me that they can do that. Even though they got the talent, they have they don't have a 30-piece yet. Nader, who only just got back, um, and it's by the grace of God that he's playing after two years off and all he's been through with his injuries, it's asking a lot of him to just walk in and drop 30. So I literally don't know who they can beat. I'm looking at the other nine teams in the league, even Adelaide. I don't see who the Phoenix can beat without Mitchell Creek in that lineup. It's it's swung so quickly for them. It's uh, fascinating to see just how quickly it's it's got away from them in a sense. The Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, and it's just another season riddled by injuries. And hopefully, it doesn't it doesn't end that way. Uh, so that was that was part of Saturday. We'll get back to the the later game on Saturday as well because there was a little bit to talk through in that. The Sunday games were both uh, set up as really interesting prospects. So top two or two of the top four teams in Sydney and uh, and Tasmania. And Sydney moved into second spot with a big win over the Jack Jumpers, who were coming off the back end of a double against Perth. Uh, did it suggest that the Kings are back, Damon, that improved defensive performance? They showed that they can actually play some defense because the question was asked by everybody. It was asked by their ownership group. It was asked by their managers. They asked by Coach um, Mahmoud Fat- Abdul Fat- Abdul Fatad. Hope I said that right. Yeah, they asked the question. They look at these guys going, yeah, you look good in your, in, your, in your pretty uniforms, but how about playing some deep? Well, they came out and defended. Normally, it's the Tasmania Jack Jumpers defending the island. This time, they got defended. The Kings didn't have to rely on a shaky 2-3 zone, neither to do it. Straight man to man, you guard your guy, I'll guard my guy. And they got it done. Very impressive. Career best performance from Jalen Galloway in that game as well. And uh, the, Taz- the Tassie of uh, Jack Jumpers, of course, they'll be back in action uh, in action on Christmas Day, which will be a-, a new thing down in Tassie, and they play the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. The late game yesterday was a thriller. It went all the way down to the wire, Cairns and Brisbane, uh, two of the stranger teams in the competition at the moment with how they're trending. What a bizarre weekend for the Taipans. Absolutely walked off the floor by New Zealand on Friday night by 29 points. And then they roll Brisbane in Brisbane, put up 102, 101 and, and get the job done. Uh, I'd hate to be Adam Ford's cardiologist, Damon. His blood <laughs> pressure must be up and down like a mountain range. It's incredible the way the Taipans go about it. I saw that win coming. That is classic Cairns Taipans. I said I said last week there was some timey. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. But when they backs are against the wall, when they've embarrassed themselves, this team knows how to respond. And it's all led by Tajir McCall, his energy. When Taj is a little down or a little flat, the Cairns Taipans kind of go with him. He's the emotional barometer for that team. And when Taj was up and about, I knew they was going to follow suit. So, yeah, they got the job done. They tried to they tried to lose it. <laughs> they still tried to give it away. But that is a classic Taipans bounce back win. And the Bullets are a bit of a puzzle. What do you make of, of them at the moment, just the, the way that they're playing? Don't like it. I don't like it. Now, I went back and rewatched that game. 
as if I got all time in the world. I'm a busy man, Joe. But I went back and rewatched that fourth quarter especially. Now, it was good to see Josh Bannon back in the lineup. I don't know what Chris, okay, Chris Smith can shoot, but he was 0 for Sunday. Shannon Scott, I don't know what is going on. Shannon is not playing well at all. Between those two guys, Joe, they combined for two points. I mean, you know. So, but the biggest thing is Nathan Sobey is their best player. Would you agree? Absolutely. Nathan Sobey's their best player. He's averaging 29 minutes a game. Now, in this era, I got to come around to the fact that this is the era where you don't play your superstar players big minutes. I'm slowly coming around to that. But when that fourth quarter started and the Bullets were down about 12, Sobey scores nine points in four and a half minutes. When that buzzer went off for a substitution, there was no way that, that sub should have been for Sobey. It was. And it shocked Sobey. He was like, what? He went to the bench. He's shaking his head. He got a towel on his face. Shannon Scott's trying to kind of massage him a little bit. He's He mumbled something. I wish we had a lip reader in, in the in Nissan Arena. Sobey's going, how many points, Justin, do I have to score in four and a half minutes to stay on the court? So he subs him back in, Joe, 90 seconds later. Make that make sense. Nowhere in the basketball world does it make sense to sub out the hot guy for 90 seconds and go, hey, you know what? I think I might get this guy just a quick 90-second rest and put him back in. Adam Ford was over there thinking, yes, <laughs> you beauty, thank you. He, he got Sobe back in, and Sobe went to work again, tried to get him back, nearly pulled it off. Um, but, yeah, that was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Not ever seen, but you know what I mean. That was crazy, and I hope it don't ever happen again. I like uh, we're doing voices now. Uh, uh, that's a, that's a new part of the podcast that I'm that I'm enjoying, Damon. Um, early in the season, it looked like Brisbane had some real role clarity, and 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 what they'd done was carve out roles for guys like Mitch Norton, um, Rocco Zakarski had a pretty defined role. Uh, it just looks like they've sort of slipped in that regard in the last few weeks. I think the Sobe thing is a perfect illustration, not illustration of it. Sobe would be out of every team's best player. Sobe out of the 10 teams in the league, he would be averaging the least amount of minutes of the team's best players, I think. Now, Rocco Zakarski, my God, we're, we're, just play the guy. Anytime he's around the ring, he's either going to dunk it, put it back in. How many block shots he get? He, he told like four people to go, get, go home and get your shot. In 30 box. seconds. <laughs> yeah. Get home and go get your shine box. Don't bring that in here. I'm thinking, forget Aaron Baines' 13, 14 minutes a game. What are you giving me? I'm giving all those minutes. I mean, you know, I say all, every one of them. Every one of Baines' minutes is going to Rocco. Until Baines can come out there and actually really contribute to a game. Because right now, it looks like these are just charity minutes from where I'm sitting. So the Bullets need to figure it out. They backcourt. Mitch Norton is playing well. But Shannon Scott, you brought him in to be a leader, to be a I guess a little bit of a Sobe contributor and a Sobe enabler. And right now, Shannon Scott isn't doing a whole lot. Well, Brisbane have got Adelaide and New Zealand coming up. And if you can't figure it out against those two teams, you're not going to be figuring it out in a great hurry. So uh, the pressure is on Brisbane to to get their skates on and do exactly that. Uh, Saturday night, we saw a little bit of fan intervention in the Adelaide-Melbourne game. Dejan Vasiljevic went down with a, with a hamstring cramp and, uh, 
a fan from the stands decided to help him with that cramp, which is something that I don't recall ever seeing at any level of basketball, Damon. It probably shouldn't be happening. What was your view of that? Wow. I've, I've never seen that before. They always say if you live long enough, you'll see it all. Did the courtside announcer yell out, is there a, is there a medic in the house? You know, like on a plane, somebody gets sick and they go, is there a doctor on board? This guy just took it upon himself to just self-diagnose a crimp. It could have been anything. It could have been an ACL. It could have been anything. Here's this guy with a full leg of a leg of DJ. Not like a Christmas leg of ham. A, a, a Christmas leg of DJ. I'm like, get out of the way, man. You paid your ticket to watch the game. Get your ass back in your box. Drink your drink. Have your little nibbles. And let the players and the, and the physios do their job. I mean, in the American in me, Joe, I'm thinking, how could I get a lawsuit out of this? Sure, I can sue this guy. But yeah, I'm sure he had the best of interest, but we cannot condone that behavior. We don't want any copycats neither out there. Absolutely. And the NBL has come out this afternoon and reminded fans uh, in a statement just to uh, stay in their lane, essentially. And if you're at the game, you're at the game just to watch and not to participate uh, in any way, shape or form. Uh, finally, some big news coming out today, Damon, that uh, Scotty Pippen, who made such a splash when he was in Australia earlier this year, he's heading back down under. He's bringing Horace Grant with him. So uh, he, Luke Longley, and Horace Grant are going to go on a, a no-ball tour. They'll be heading uh, to My State Bank Arena on Feb 23rd uh, before heading to Melbourne and Sydney. There was a little bit of a glimmer that Scotty Pippen might have been coming back to Australia, and we got confirmation of it today. Great news. Good to hear. Legendary, Hall of Famer, top one of the top 50 greatest players of all time. He's bringing his sidekick, Horace Grant. Um, good to see them putting a the band back together because you know how – during the last dance, you know, Luke Longley kind of got squeezed out. It's good to see these three guys, and they might even have some Jordan stories for us to tell, too. Hopefully. Hopefully they will. Uh, absolutely. Damon, by the time that we speak uh, next week, Christmas will have passed. So a Merry Christmas to you and yours, and uh, plenty of basketball coming up that's going to be very tasty indeed. Season's greens to you and yours, too, man. Thank you, Damon Lowry, joining us on NBL Now. Plenty of news coming this week in the NBL, so you can stay tuned to the NBL app and, of course, nbl.com.au for all the latest.